1: Can you repeat the question, sir? You're going to have to repeat that for me. Uh, Can you
2: read the last question? Uh, Could you repeat that, please? Uh, That went a little fast for me. Can you repeat the last part of that question? I'd have to look more closely at the statue. I just read it to you. And where are you reading from on that? I'm reading from my question. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, then could you repeat it? Uh, I have on the screen. Uh, uh, pardon me. Can he ask? Yes. Can you uh, repeat the question? Now that I have the uh, language on the screen, uh, can you read the last question? I'm I'm sorry. What was the uh, What was the question? Well, uh, again, can you repeat the the question? Just to make certain that I have it accurate. Well, uh, the, the finding indicates that uh, the president uh, uh, was not uh, uh, that the president was not exculpated, uh, exculpated uh, for the acts that uh, he allegedly committed.
3: How we have fallen as a nation. How we have fallen as a nation. So let me give you some of my summary statements, and then we'll go into it. Uh, until I uh, don't go into it. Here it is. They wanted another Watergate hearing with Trump resigning. But there was no smoking gun because there was no crime of collusion. That's the neatest summary you're going to get in the next four years. Prior to that, I said, Trump wins, Dems lose. You like that because it's simple and you can follow it. Prior to that, I stated something that was very difficult for people to follow, where I said, shows how blind zealots on both sides have become. Reread my last tweet, it cuts both ways, both sides. Prior to that I had tweeted, must you true believers try to destroy the character of everyone whose politics you disagree with? Is this how far we have fallen as a people? Before that I said, so pathetic listening to t-shirt peddler, attacking war hero Mueller's honor and integrity. How low can he go? Many of you got mad at me. But let me tell you something, I am not a man who believes in the politics of personal destruction. And so we opened the show today with the sum total of this. They wanted another Watergate hearing and with Trump resigning, but it didn't happen. It's not going to happen. Unfortunately for you, the poor listener out there, you now will hear this narrative for the next four years on radio. You're going to hear these sound bites, references. It'll be updated, the Steele dossier. This is what you're going to hear on radio for four straight years, but not from me. You're going to get it today. Maybe once again, and that's about it. I'm not going to deal with it, because frankly, I've seen all this before. It is nothing but a charade. They're boring, and in all honesty, I can care less about them. They're like a round peg in a square hole. I cannot frankly understand why this is still happening after all this time, after this report has been out and been read, after Mueller made his statement. Why does the nation have to go through all of this again? Well, it's all about impeachment, and it's all about fundraising for Demon cats. And the truth is, for them, this has been a disaster. Do you really think after watching this today that they can pursue impeachment? Mueller, unfortunately, has come off as confused, unsure, geriatric, and pathetic. And that's sad. All we heard for the last few years is about his stellar reputation. And he filled it out on the, on the resume. Marine Corps, Attorney General, U.S. Attorney, FBI Director, great man. And every person around him talked about what a great man he is. Well, they're no longer going to be saying that about him. It's sad. And for what did he lose his reputation? Politics. Hatred of a president. A visceral hatred so bad that whoever gets in the way of taking him down will be taken down themselves, even Robert Mueller. I have something to share with you about Robert Mueller and what went on today that Helen Cunningham submitted to the show. She said there is a new conspiracy running around the Internet that you're not going to believe. Are you ready for it? They want Mueller, the Democrats, the Democrats wanted Mueller to look incompetent so they can get another investigation. Can you believe this? They purposely wanted Mueller to bumble and to stumble so they can declare that he, did, he was incompetent for the original investigation and they could start a new one. Let's hope to God that that's not true. Very sad. Don't you want to get on with your life? You've already made your mind up about this. No one's changed their minds. Is this really how you want your tax dollars spent? I don't. Is this hearing or this issue going to make your life better in any way? Have we heard one word today about the flood of illegal aliens? Did you know the latest Gallup poll shows what we've already known? Immigration is the number one issue to most Americans. We've not gotten one foot of new wall. We haven't gotten a speed bump. The new $3.7 trillion budget signed just the other day, was submitted to the president for signature just the other day, contains not 10 cents for a wall. And the budget itself, not one word about it during the hearings. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's both parties distracting us so they can continue to sack the treasury. A complete waste of time and money. And it's further evidence of the erosion of the values our nation once held dear. There is no truth, there is no honor, there is no loyalty, there is no respect. There is just hatred and division, and things like this, these hearings, make it much worse. What you witness today on television is not only the destruction of a once fine man, but the destruction of a nation. And it's sad, it's happening at a much faster rate than we ever could have imagined. imagined. You see, neither side got what they wanted. But we all knew that going in. This was more of a chance for both sides to continue their talking points to the American public. Mueller himself seemed bored or lethargic about all of it, except when his staff was called out for alleged donations to Hillary. He showed what looked like real steel and real anger. That was the real Marine. And after two years and hundreds of witnesses, I can only feel this was a gigantic waste of time and money. So what do you feel about it? I say they wanted another Watergate hearing with Trump resigning, they got the exact opposite. All they wound up with was uh, mud on their face. Uh, what do you feel is the most important outcome of today's Mueller hearings? What is the number one thing that you noticed today that is bothering you about the hearings today or about what was not said in the hearings today? The phone number here is 855-400-7282, 855-400-SAVAGE, and I suggest you jump on the line right now, in order to get in the line because we've been sold out very rapidly on the Savage Nation. Again, 855 400 Now, if you don't want to talk about the Mueller hearings, I don't blame you. So if you'd rather talk about something else, I can do that as well. I am not trapped with the Mueller hearings, but I can talk about the Mueller hearings. If you wish, I can just read you a family story, or I can talk about antiques or science or poetry or art. I can talk about Aristotle or Frankenstein, whatever you like. I am not incapable of that. I read in the news that four deputies in California were injured and a horse punched during a brawl at a California county fair in Stanislaus County, Sheriff's Department said. But you have to read on to find out who the dolls were who uh, attacked the deputies. You have to read a little while and then you have to read between the lines because they were not white supremacists. They were not white males. They were not Ku Klux uh, Klan members. So you have to read that the fight started 10 p.m. near the Cantina Bar booth. Uh huh. The minute you hear Cantina Bar booth at the fair, you start to get a, a slight glimmer of what we're talking about. Deputies noticed a group of men wearing gang attire and who appeared to be drunk. Again, you get a little hint uh, of what's uh, underneath the surface here. See, gang attire, uh, they were not wearing uh, white supremacist outfits. And so the Sheriff's Department said in a Facebook post, the Stanislaus County Fair has a zero-tolerance policy for this type of behavior. Uh, Upon advising the subjects, they would have to leave an adult male assaulted one of our deputies, adult male. That led to a fight which drew a large crowd of onlookers. So a mounted unit arrived at the scene to help with crowd control. A fairgoer, don't you see how they mask it? Before he was a gang member with gang attire, now he's a fairgoer a fair who appeared to support the man that assaulted the deputy was knocked over by a horse. The subject got back up and was upset that his beer had spilled. So he proceeded to punch Maximus the horse in the rear end. He was subsequently arrested on Monday. Officials said Maximus is recovering and that the deputy suffered minor injuries in the brawl. Now you have to read between the lines to understand that it was not, not white supremacy at work here. It was again, the infiltration of the illegal alien gangs. And it reminded me of Incitatus, the horse Caligula made senator, which brings us right back uh, to the Mueller hearings. Incitatus was a horse that Caligula liked so much that he turned into a senator. It was Caligula's favorite horse, and the emperor pampered him during his reign. According to the historian Suetonius, Incitatus, which means swift in Latin, lived in a stable made of marble, and slept in an ivory manger with purple blankets. In Roman times, the color purple was a very rare dye and was used to signify royalty uh, and the greatest social status. Suetonius says that Incitatus had an elaborate and jeweled collar. The incident with Incitatus has also become what Caligula is most remembered for, naming his horse to the Senate and possibly proclaiming him consul alongside Did you hear what I just said? He uh, had one of the Roman senators assassinated because he hated the Roman Senate so much. And he put the horse uh, in the senator's seat. Just wanted to give you a little background of what I thought of today's hearings uh, on the Savage Nation. Let's go to the callers. We did not hear one word about the $3.7 trillion budget. Not one word about the illegal immigration that is out of control, which was supposed to be Trump's signature issue. He has not built 1 mile of new wall. He has not built a speed bump. And we're supposed to be distracted by this and not see it as a distraction. I'm sorry. I am sorry. That's what I see. A distraction. And I began the whole thing by tweeting this last night and this summarizes it for me Michael Savage. Mueller hearings question mark a sham. Shadows on the wall to keep the peons from seeing the grotesque spending, the failure to control immigration. Both parties playing two-card Monty on the taxpayers. Well, it's actually three-card Monty, and I shall return.
1: Savage.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
3: It is the Savage Nation. I can see that most of you are bored of the hearings and don't want to talk about it. Or, on the, on the, on the uh, chance that you are interested in the hearings, you've switched over to the true believer Uh, the wall banger and you want to hear him bang the um dems for the next three hours and i I invite you to listen to that you're certainly welcome to listen to that it's fine to do so it makes you feel good to hear that uh they're all bad and the republicans are all good and that the talk show hosts are clean as the driven snow and that the money that they raise for charities such as uh the uh, Freedom Alliance rating or the uh, Wounded Warriors was not really spent on private jets, luxury SUVs or suites or ferrying their families around, that 100% of the money raised for charities by these great Americans goes only to the charity. You don't want to hear about the backstory, do you? You don't want to hear anything about the fact that uh, there's corruption on both sides of the aisle. You don't want to hear that less than 20% or less than seven percent, or less than four percent, of the money raised by Freedom Alliance in the years gone by for Wounded Warriors actually went to the Wounded Warriors. The rest went uh, up in the air with smoke. Instead, you want to think that there's actually one side that is good and one side that is bad. Well, I'm sorry to break the news to you, but that's just not true. Now, if you want to talk about today's hearings, go ahead. Again, I'll give you the number. The phone number is eight five five four hundred seven two eight two, or what do you feel is the most important story out there today, other than the Mueller hearings, that you would like to talk about? Uh, the number, again, is 855 472 Menlo Park, Ken, Line 3, you're on the Savage Nation.
4: Uh, yes, Michael, I keep hearing about obstruction of justice, and so I look up justice. It's a noun, and the the, synonym, the synonyms with justice are fairness, fair play, equity, impartiality. Objectivity, neutrality, nonpartisanship, honor, uprightness, decency, morality, virtue, principle—and none of those are on the side of Mueller. So there's no justice to really obstruct because Mueller is not demonstrating a justice to to to.
3: But is Mueller is Mueller the the enemy here? Is he the enemy of all of this? Uh you know it, it. Is is Mueller now the villain? Is he the only villain in this story?
4: Lies and deceit that
3: that is permeates. So why would a man who was appointed originally by Ronald Reagan, the great hero Ronald Reagan, uh, and then reappointed to the uh, FBI by Mr. Bush, why do you think he would have taken on this role? Because he's a bad man.
4: You would, you would, he, he, he may be misled himself. He may be thinking you know, there's really something here and, and.
3: I'm glad you said that. I'm very glad you said that. Because the last thing I want America to think is that Mueller is a devil, because he isn't a the devil. There have been devilish things that he has done. There are times that I was very angry at him and I called him names. But at the end of the day, we have to take a deep breath and ask ourselves is he really the man to be vilified here? Is he as bad as we say he is? Should we throw away his entire life because we don't like the hearings? I hope not. Because the very same vilification of Mueller has been applied by the other side to none other than Donald Trump. Isn't that true?
4: Well, well watching Mueller earlier in some of the testimony, it, 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 I feel really sorry for him because he, he really he got very beaten up. and
3: it's a- All right. Well, at least you have a, a human emotion. Now, you were probably told by T-shirt not to have any feelings for him. That came down from the White House by a special uh, courier to tell our listeners to have no sympathy for Mueller. That came directly from the White House communications office uh, to T-shirt today, and he told you what to think. But I'm glad you're able to think on your own. Well, see, I, see, I don't hate Mueller, and I don't want to hate Mueller. And I'm not going to vilify Mueller. I'm not going to throw his whole life away simply because of these hearings. There are other villains behind the scenes, aren't there?
4: There's terrible things going on in the background, which are very disturbing, and I hope, I hope Barr is able to flush some of it out. That's all I can hope for. Well, what do
3: you think is going on behind the scenes? Tell me what you think. Uh,
4: I, I, would be, I would believe there was, there was some kind of an insurance policy, as they were talking about, in order to... I mean, it's, it's working. Look at this... Wait, wait, what
3: do you mean an insurance policy? On who?
4: We're working with today.
3: Wait, what do you mean an insurance policy on who?
4: Uh, to to continue to harass and force Trump out of office.
3: Well, it's not going to happen. So, what is the what is the outcome going to be? Not working. Are they going to they're going to continue this right up to the election in twenty twenty and then beyond? We're never going to stop hearing about this. This is going to be an endless series of hearings. Savage. Russia, 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 Russia. Fifty years we had a Cold War. Then we were their friends. Things were going along well. Then Hillary Clinton, the witch, came along and started calling Putin Hitler. Then all of the little minions inside the Democrat Party and the vermin in the media started vilifying Putin, even though it was Putin who joined Trump in destroying ISIS. You've already forgotten that because you too are being played. I want to thank President Trump personally for using my phrase, shifty shift. Thank you very much, Donald Trump. I do appreciate the, that it just came out, uh, that he mocked House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff and called him Shifty Schiff in his new tweet. Thank you, President Trump, for hearing me. I do appreciate my ability to be a wordsmith and to help you in any way uh, that I can. Again, I invite you to call at 855-407-282. I want to begin this segment by playing some things that uh, you'll find of entertainment value, and here is a media meltdown of the disaster of today's hearings when they realized Mueller was going to give them not so much as a dry dog bone. Listen to O2. I think this has
5: been a disaster for the Democrats, and I think it's been a disaster for the reputation of Robert Mueller.
6: I have to say that far from breathing life into the report, he kind of sucked the life out of the report. On optics, this was a disaster. But a he-
5: lot of Democrats in
6: particular used the D word and branded this a disaster early I on. thought he was uh, boring, I thought in some cases he was uh, sort of evasive, he didn't want to I- explain or expand on his rationale. Um, he- He seemed
0: lost at times. He has
5: seemed very uncertain with his brief. Uh, He doesn't know, seem to know, what things that are in the report. This is delicate to say, but Mueller, whom I deeply respect, has not publicly testified before Congress in at least six
4: years, and he does not appear as sharp as he was then. He provided such, what do you call it, uncomfortable clarity. As they were using him for clarity, he'd somehow
7: fog it up.
5: The Washington Post right through which was just published, uses words, like halting short and clipped well there it is they're very
3: upset that the real man stepped forward the man behind the well the face of the investigation not behind it and during the hearing mr Mueller admitted making up his own standard for completely exonerating the target under intense questioning. Listen to clip number three, please, on the Savage Nation.
6: Can you give me an example other than Donald Trump where the Justice Department determined that an investigated person was not exonerated because I, their I, innocence I, was not conclusively determined?
2: I, I, I cannot, but this is a unique Okay, situation. well,
6: I, you can't find it because I'll tell you why. It doesn't exist. The special counsel's job, nowhere does it say that you were to conclusively determine Donald Trump's innocence or that the special counsel report should determine whether or not to exonerate him. It's not in any of the documents. It's not in your appointment order. It's not in the special counsel regulations. It's not in the OLC opinions. It's not in the justice manual, and it's not in the principles of federal prosecution. Nowhere do those words appear together because, respectfully, director, it was not the special counsel's job to conclusively determine Donald Trump's innocence or to exonerate him. Because the bedrock principle of our justice system is a presumption of innocence. It exists for everyone. Everyone is entitled to it, including sitting presidents. And because there is a presumption of innocence, prosecutors never, ever need to conclusively determine it. You wrote 180 pages, 180 pages about decisions that weren't reached, about potential crimes that weren't charged. Respectfully, by doing that, you managed to violate... Every principle and the most sacred of traditions about prosecutors not offering extra prosecutorial analysis about potential crimes that aren't charged. I agree with the chairman this morning when he said Donald Trump is not above the law. He's not. But he damn sure shouldn't be below the law, which is where volume two of this report. (laughs) Very well put. You know,
3: there were some very, very smart lawyers that were seen today, Uh, none of them on the Democrat side. They were all the ticket fixer types that we all know about. But I I saw some new faces there, mainly the younger guys who were really smart prosecutors, liked them a lot. In the next clip, you'll hear the man that I detest the most, Nadler, who is so beyond his pay scale, it's beyond comprehension. How a small-time Brooklyn ticket fixer like Jerry Nadler could think that this is going to launch him into the public eye in some positive way is a reflection of his insanity. Listen to clip number four.
7: So the report did not conclude that he did not commit obstruction of justice. Is that correct? That is correct. And what about total exoneration? Did you actually totally exonerate the president? No. Now, in fact, your report expressly states that it does not exonerate the president.
3: It does. So what's his point? I don't know why the Republicans, with all their money and all their power, have not dug into Nadler's background. Everyone in politics has a skeleton or skeletons in their closet. Every one of them, to get where they are, has done something shady, somewhere, going all the way back to college. I don't know why the Republicans haven't done that, other than I think that they want the hearings to have gone on to distract us from what they're actually doing to the Treasury. I keep coming back to the same point, and that is, this seems to be somewhat of a a charade, the whole thing to distract us from the $3.7 trillion budget, which is bankrupting the nation, and the fact that we've not gotten anything with regard to a war with Mexico. And speaking of immigration, the number one issue, according to uh, every poll I've seen, the latest polls show that the number one issue to the average American is not the Mueller report, not the Russia investigation, but immigration. We elected Donald Trump to do something about it. Unfortunately, he's done nothing about it. Now, I know he was blocked. He tried in the beginning. He tried very hard in the beginning. But it seems to me that very recently, maybe within the last three months, he's given up. It seems to me the swamp has engulfed him. And he's just doing exactly what he needs to do to keep going uh, and going along with Nancy Pelosi. That's what it looks like to me. Now, maybe you don't want to hear that. I know that you want to hear it's our team versus their team. But unfortunately for you, it is not that clear. It's painfully clear to me that we're all being had here. So let's go on now with some of the sound. Again, if you can to chime in or sound off on the, the hearings today, the phone number is open at five eight five five four seven two eight two. I want you to see what is coming. Here is Mueller telling Nadler that Trump can be indicted after he leaves office. I want you to see what's going to go on now for the next number of years. It will haunt us for two more years. And then if Trump wins, it'll haunt us for two more, for four years. And if Trump loses, it will haunt him for years. This will go on forever. It's a sad state. It's a, an example of how far America has fallen politically. And it just, just goes to show you why the best and brightest do not go into politics. It's been long known in, Ameri- known in America that the best and the brightest do not go into politics. It is a blood sport. That seeks only to destroy people, not to lift them up or to lift the nation up. The best people are the ones you never hear from. The best people are found in emergency rooms, not as patients, but as doctors. The best people are found in classrooms, not as students, but as unsung teachers. The best people in America are those who build cities who you never hear from. The best people in America are those who stamp their feet on the streets of America, and work the welfare departments. The best people in America are those who build things in factories. The best people in America are those who make things with their hands. The best, thing, the best people in America are not those that you saw today. The sad truth is the best and the brightest do not go into politics. Why would they? Why would anybody want to do that? The whole thing is a charade today. It is a distraction from the economic downturn and the immigration overrun of our borders. That's how I see it. It is a frenzy of lies that both parties are using, uh, incidentally. So now let's go to the soundbite that's so important for you, which is um, Mueller to Nadler saying Trump can be indicted after he leaves office. Listen to this leading question in 05.
7: Is it correct that if you had concluded that the president committed the crime of obstruction you could not publicly state that in your report or here today
2: well, i would say uh, you um, i could uh, the statement would be the, the, that you would not indict and you would not indict because uh under the olc opinion uh a sitting president can, <coughs> excuse me cannot be indicted be unconstitutional okay.
7: but under doj under department of justice policy the president could be prosecuted for obstruction of justice crimes after he leaves offices, correct? True.
3: So now you see what they're trying to do here, which is harass Donald Trump forever. It's not going to end, by the way. No matter what you think, no matter what you want to say, no matter what how you want your government to work, it's not working. Now let's go to Mueller on his investigation after we take a couple of calls on the Savage Nation. Oregon, John, line four, what's your point on the program today?
4: Yeah, I think
5: this whole... Uh This whole thing is a charade, just like you said. I think they know that there is an economic downturn on the way. Uh, I think they're running this economy right into the ground. Nobody's campaigning on the budget. Nobody's campaigning on the national debt or the deficit. It's like they want to run it right up, and they're crashing this thing like Captain Sully.
3: I agree a thousand percent. And what about immigration? That was Trump's signature issue where he's done nothing on it.
7: He
5: hasn't done anything, and I think that uh, we have a failed immigration policy that's decades old, and they're just going to hang it around his throat because they hate him that much. Well,
3: I agree with you, unfortunately, and I think that the damn hearings were a distraction from the real problems that the nation is facing, and I have said so, and I thank you for calling the program. Marilyn, Mike, line three, you're up on Mueller. You don't like Mueller. Tell us why.
7: No, I don't like or dislike him, but the fact that, you know, this guy's got, you know, some kind of history of being a respectable man is not true, because look what he did in the Enron case, and look what he did to those four guys that were tied to Whitey Bulger, who he kept in prison when he knew they were innocent.
3: Mm. Well, you raise very good points about him, so I guess he's not the sterling war hero that I thought he was.
5: No, I, I, I...
7: Like I say, I, I, you know, the man comes in and does his job fine, but, you know, it's just like some of these other guys. Yeah, they were great at one point, but then they turn around and do, like, you know, really bad things, and everybody wants to hang on the, you know, the one good thing and kind of ignore the
5: bad stuff. And
3: I just disagree. Did you watch the hearings today? Mike, did you watch any of these hearings today?
4: Well, actually, I was at work, but I.
3: See what I mean? Most of America did not watch it. I was on my bicycle before the show. And I saw a pickup truck with a worker at a neighbor's house, a young white guy, maybe in his 30s. He was listening to sports. He could care less about the Mueller hearings. Back in a minute. Savage. You know, I got to tell you something. I'm not that interested in the Mueller hearings today. I I watched them off and on. I I didn't get agitated. I was bored to death. My brain got fogged over. I remembered it was summer in the year of 2019. I remember how beautiful the air smells by San Francisco Bay. Uh, I remember that there's a world outside of Washington, D.C. I remember there's a world outside of dirty politics. I remember there's a world outside of Donald Trump's name. And then I come back to the microphone And I have to talk with you and get you to call. And really, I'll be very frank with you. We've been jammed with callers for two straight weeks. Two straight weeks, you couldn't get on the show. And right now, very few people are calling. That indicates to me that most of you could care less about the Mueller hearings. And so I'm going to ask you in the next hour what it is that you do care about that we're not talking about. There are so many other things that I said to you. The budget is... To me... To me, a leader of this great nation has two jobs, two big jobs. One is national security. The number one issue to me has always been <clears throat> which candidate will give me as an American citizen, my family as an American citizen, the best chance at great national security. Who will keep the best eye on the Islamo fascists, for example? Who will not get us into foreign wars that are unnecessary? That's the number one thing. And Trump won that hands down by a hundred percent that's why i backed him the other issue for me that's so important is the issue of borders which goes to national security language which goes to the culture of the nation and the culture itself and so i say to you none of this today has anything to do with borders language and culture all it has to do with the has to do with is the politics of destruction and i really am not that interested in it are you The phone number is 855-407-2820.
1: The Westwood One Podcast Network. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Can you repeat the question, sir? You're gonna have to repeat that for me. Can you read the last
2: question? Could you repeat that, please? That went a little fast for me. Can you repeat the last part of that question? I'd have to look more closely at the statue. Well, I just read it to you And where are you reading from on that? I'm reading from my question <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Then could you repeat it? Uh, I have on the screen uh, uh, Pardon me, can you ask? Can you uh, repeat the question? Now that I have the uh, language on the screen uh, uh, Can you read the last question? I'm, I'm sorry, what was, the, uh, what was the question? Well, uh, again, can you repeat the, the question Just to make certain that I have it accurate well, uh, the, the finding indicates that uh, the president uh, uh, was not uh, uh, that the president was not exculpated uh, uh, for the acts that uh, he allegedly committed.
3: Yeah, step right up to the center ring. There was a big, big nothing. Uh, the person whos who's got egg all over his face is not um, Mueller. It's Nadler. I have told you many times who Nadler is. I grew up in New York. I know the type. They're the lowest of the pawn scum. They're the night school lawyers. They were not bright enough to go to the best law schools. They went to the worst law schools. They usually uh, worked in small little law offices and shabby buildings. They fixed tickets. They read insurance policies for people. If they were ambitious, they became a little city councilman or a little uh, representative of some kind. They got your kid into a college by writing a letter, and there he is. There he is now, pushing this hearing down the America's throats. And what happened? Absolutely nothing. And Mueller himself said, uh, "This will continue in the twenty twenty election." He said, "It'll go on. It'll just go on." New York Post says, "Rabble rouser, stammering." No, babble rouser, stammering, stuttering Mueller, accused of being lost during House testimony. I'm not so sure he was lost. It could have been a bit of an act, incidentally. I'm not so sure that was the real Mueller that we saw. It could have been he played a doddering old fool in order to, let's say, escape uh, some scrutiny. We don't know because all of the world is a stage and we are mere actors upon it. I have asked you before, and I'll ask you again, How much of this can we take? And what are they doing, both parties? What are both parties doing to distract us from the fact that our borders are being overrun and that our budget is being sacked, our treasury is being sacked by both parties? These are very serious times that we're living in. And a hearing like this is a distraction as far as I'm concerned. It's to throw mud in our eyes. And I blame both parties for that. That's what I've been saying for a long time now. And I've asked you to comment by calling this program... With what you think are the most important topics. And I'm sorry, I'm having a little uh, technical difficulty here. 85547. If I ever told you what the technical difficulty was, was, you wouldn't believe it. But things do happen, even in radio studios, that are not believable and still happening. It's like an ornery chair and rug catching the wheel of a chair, uh, like a leather chair that keeps sinking no matter how you sit in it because it's broken. I know you figure, well, come on, man, you're famous. Why don't you get a new chair? Well, maybe I'll get a new chair this afternoon. But I'd like to talk with you about what you think is really going on out there and what's really important, whether it's about the hearing or not about the hearing. We begin in Vallejo, California, where Michael is calling the program. Michael, welcome to the show.
8: (laughs) Yes, Dr. Savage,
4: I want to say that you should get back into borders, language
5: and culture, because I love when I, every time you talk about that. I'm a Mexican immigrant from way back in the 80s when Reagan was the president. I was 15 years old. I love the fact that America was coming back and roaring back because of Reagan. And uh, lo and behold, I never thought that at this stage of my life, 52 years old, I would see the mayhem that is going on right here in the country. And I want to see if you can push... The idea to, to Congress, this, this Congress, that this, I, I, you know, your, your music was well pr- pretty, pretty nice. I, it is a political jungle, and I, they should just put a law, Mr. Dr. Savage, that if they lie in media, lies, they pay. You know, if they lie and they cause all the.
3: No, good. They're not going to pass a law like that because the word politician generally means someone who deceives the public. But you as a Mexican immigrant are calling because you believe that borders, language, and culture, my motto, are the most important issues. I didn't hear any of that today in the Mueller hearings, did you?
8: No, and they're, and they're, and they're, and they're just you know going around the
5: issue, and, and they're not taking care of business, which is... The, the, I
3: know, I know that, and it's killing, it's killing all of us. We realize, we realize what they're doing, and I thank you. I'm sending you my book, A Savage Life. Please stay on the line. San Francisco, Robert, line four, you're next up on the program. What's on your mind?
7: Uh, Dr. Savage, I'd like to uh, talk on a a perspective of a First Nation person, a Native American, whose name has not come up quite a bit. But what I'm uh, concerned about... You
3: you yourself are a Native American? Yes. What, What tribal affiliation, if I may ask?
7: The Oklahoma Choctaws.
3: Great. So what is your perspective on what's going on?
7: Uh what i see i'm saddened by it because our our tribal leaders our chiefs are are going along with a party that is trying to uh destroy one man thereby by destroying that putting all that energy all that money
3: wait you mean your party chiefs your native american party chiefs are going along with the democrats in the persecution of trump
7: a lot of them are yeah huh well, why are
3: they? Why are they all Democrats? Because of the generous welfare benefits they think come from the Dems.
7: Exactly, and it, okay. it, it comes from centuries of being uh, told what to do when we were put on the uh, the reservations. We were given different things, and a lot of people don't know this. Uh, medically, that was the worst thing that we could have done was taking the food that they were giving us because now we are the second highest ethnic group to have type 2 diabetes.
3: Because yeah, oh, that's a, gr- a great topic. I studied that 30 years ago. Uh, do you know why the Native Americans have such a high incidence of type 2 diabetes?
7: Because of the type of food they were given, us was not the type of food that we, our bodies were used
3: to. Well, that's, that's a primary cause, but there's a secondary cause, which is that the Native American individual adapted through many, many centuries to an individual who could... Uh, hunt, run for long distances without food. In other words, they metabolized food at a very slow rate. And what happened was is that once they became sedentary and were pushed into reservations, and then were given garbage foods along the lines of what the American people themselves are eating, high in sugar, high in unrefined carbohydrates, uh, uh, high in refined carbohydrates, uh, their bodies were not adapted to that food, as you just said, and uh, the type 2 diabetes is directly related to, as we well know, exercise and, and diet. But going along, I don't want to get distracted into diet. Every morning, if I go out for a cup of coffee and I see another so-called well-dressed white woman feeding her child a pastry in a cafe here in the Bay Area of San Francisco, I want to go over and say, ma'am, you're killing your child. Do you understand what you're doing? But I don't do it because she told me to mind my own business. I have no, I have no idea how dumb people can get until I see these people Poisoning their children with pastries in the morning. But that goes exactly to what you're talking about with the Native American people. They were poisoned by diets that they were not adapted for.
7: Is is that uh, here we are, we're spending all this money to try to oust one man. We are forgetting that that money could have been used for the people that we are saying we are trying to help.
3: Right, $35 million for the original uh, Mueller investigation. Now, how much did this hearing cost that Naylor just ripped off the Treasury uh, for? How much, did, how much did Naylor, the ticket fixer, just spend on this garbage? And,
7: that, and that's why my point is with, with, uh, with the chiefs that I've been dealing with, why are you focused on that when your primary job, at least what you're saying, is to help our people? How are you helping our people trying to get rid of one man?
3: Well, you make a very good point, and money. I'm sending you my book, A Savage Life, because when you say savage and people say we're not savages, you understand the double entendre of that one. Stay on the line. But what did we learn today with this Russia investigation? It's not about Russia at all. There's nothing there. There was no impact. And if, if, if um, the loser Nadler was hoping to energize the Democrats and their voters about impeachment, boy, did he fail. Boy, did he fail. In fact, I think people went home feeling less likely to follow the impeachment line uh, than before. Speaking about anarchy and the loss of civility in America, one of the lowest points was reached the other day in New York City when a group of inner-city youth, when teens, doused NYPD cops with water. You had to watch the tape to see who the teens were. And uh, three of them were busted today. And as you would expect... One of these filth was a reputed Crips gang member on probation. They were caught on video water dousing cops in Harlem and Brooklyn. They arrested today gangbanger Courtney Killer Court Thompson of the Crips subset Fresh Gangsters. He surrendered Wednesday uh, at the 73rd Precinct Station for his involvement, his alleged involvement, in the Brownsville water drenching of police. It is sad to see what a city becomes under a diehard liberal communist socialist from hell named Mr. de Blasio. We are not far behind here in San Francisco where the cops cannot do their jobs. It is true in every city in America where a filthy, degenerate liberal is taken over. The cops are turned into the criminals, and the criminals are free to become what they want. This country is melting down because of tolerance, ultra-tolerance, and super-tolerance. Savage. Okay, Trump wins, Dems lose. That's the bottom line. That's the take-home message. Uh, They wanted another Watergate hearing with Trump resigning, but there was no smoking gun because there was no crime of collusion with Russia. Will that stop the ticket fixer? Will that stop them? No. We, the people, are the ones who are suffering, by the way. We are the ones who are suffering from this political anarchy. And make no mistake about it. This is political anarchy at its worst. Worst. Let's go to the callers. Andy on line three from St. Louis. Thank you for calling the Savage Nation. What's on your mind today?
4: Hey, Dr. Savage. I just wanted to say that I agree with you 100%. It's our job as Americans to question. I voted for Trump. And I hear caller after caller, my wife and I, they're just, you should stick on this page. You should stick on. There's no page. Keep doing what you're doing.
3: Oh, I'm attacked all the time on social media for daring to question authority. It sickens me to see how far they have fallen. I try to make them understand that that's not my job, which is that I'm not supposed to be a PR agent for a president, am I?
4: No. And these people are the same 4 no-war bumper sticker people to me.
3: Well, I posted this three hours ago. Must you true believers try to destroy the character of everyone whose politics you disagree with? Is this how far we have fallen as a people? And the answer is, unfortunately, yes. Andy, and I'm sending you a savage life because it's all I've got to give you as a gift today. And I'm sure you'll love it as great summer reading. Thank you for talking about the true believers. At least somebody can read out there. Vacaville, Patty, line nine. You're up on the show. What's on your mind today?
4: Uh, yes, Doctor Savage. Thank you for thank you for my call. Um, and my question, I think, hits a lot closer to home, and it's a personal question, which you may or may not want to ask answer but you i don't think there's anyone that's more painfully aware of california's problems but yet you stay you don't leave and so many people that we know have left i'm kind of curious what keeps you anchored here
3: it's a very important question because both myself and my family have discussed this for many years and there's no question that the future of california is that of calizuela This current administration is a one party system. It is totally corrupt. There is no newspaper in the city of San Francisco that is of any value whatsoever. There is no truth. There's no loyalty. There's no patriotism. But there is something here that I can't find anywhere else, and that is nature. God made the most beautiful place on earth, and that was called Northern California. Uh, I love the landforms. I love the bay. I love the birds. I love the fish. Uh, there's not, nothing I can say that is wrong with it. It's just perfectly beautiful. And every night when I lay down and uh, breathe in the bay air in my bed, I know that I'm in the right place and this is where I belong. And uh, even the socialists will not drive them out of my own, con- will not drive me out of my own, uh, my own country. I mean, they didn't create did they create the Sierra, Nevada? Did Gavin Newsom create the bay? Did he create the fog? Did he create the seagulls and the terns? Did he create the uh, fish in the sea? No, not to me. He didn't. So I'm not going to leave just because these uh, corrupt politicians are running the state into the ground.
7: I am absolutely overwhelmed with your answer.
3: Well, now just just I don't think that all the good people of the state need to leave because of the corruption. Think of what would happen if we all left. All of us are uh, taxpayers. Think of who would be here. Think of what this place would become. It's bad enough what they've done to San Francisco. Even they don't dare walk the streets. When do you think is the last time Diane Feinstein lifted her skirts and walked down the streets of North Beach on the way to a restaurant? Like never. When did Nancy Pelosi, the great lady who loves to wash the feet of illegal aliens, take a walk on the pier where Kate Steinle was shot dead? I think the answer is never. They don't even walk in their own cities. They get into bulletproof cars surrounded by Secret Service and go to Secret Service guarded restaurants. That's not the world I care to live in. So thank you for calling. I'm giving you a copy of A Savage Life. No, I'm not leaving. They'll leave first. I'll see them leave first, not me. I'm not going anywhere. This is my home. This is where I moved in 1974, and this is where I'm staying right to the end. This is where I raised my children. This is where my children went to college. This is where my children uh, took their first steps. This is where my children took uh, many steps in their lives. I've been to junior high school graduations, high school graduations, college graduations. I've seen the black gowns. I walk down the aisle with my daughter. This is where I live. And no vermin on the left is going to make me leave. They'll leave first. And let me tell you something else. Thank God that I have the Second Amendment to protect me. Thank God that the left doesn't scare me at all. I'm not afraid of them. And I'm not inviting him to attack me, but let me tell you something. I will not retreat one inch from those pieces of garbage. I'll be right back before I say something I really regret.
1: Savage. It is
3: Barbara Ann. Now I'm playing this song Bar 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 Barbara Ann because our guest now is named Bob Barr. Very famous, great guy. Uh, he once represented the 77th District of Georgia in the Ors House of Reps from 95 to 03. He now practices law in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, he is chairman of Liberty Guard, Inc., a nonprofit and nonpartisan org dedicated to protecting individual liberty. He, a consul- he heads a consulting firm. And he serves as president of the Law Enforcement Education Foundation, which is a great group. It supports law enforcement officers and such. Mr. Barr, welcome to the Savage Nation. Thanks for being with us.
7: Oh,
5: it's great to be with you, and I love the uh, the intro music, uh, Bob. Bob. <laughs> it goes with it. It rhymed
3: with your name. <laughs> so, look, Congressman Barr, you've been there. You've done that. You've watched the sad sack Nadler, what he did today. What a waste of time, wasn't it?
5: Well, I didn't expect to learn anything, and I was not disappointed.
3: Yeah, but what about the fact that so much money has been spent and so much to do about nothing? We knew going in that it was just going to be a grandstanding. We're going to put up with this for two more years,
5: aren't we? Absolutely we are. There is nothing that is going to dissuade the Democrats in the House or in the Senate, but particularly in the House, from using whatever time they have and whatever taxpayer money they have to do one thing for the next two years, and that is to go after Mr. Trump. In every single way that they can. That's the. Did, agenda. did
3: we learn anything new from these hearings today? I didn't.
5: No, uh, there was nothing new. Uh, you know, there were there were some sound bites that uh, that each side got, and I guess that was pretty much uh, the most that they could expect.
3: Well, look, you're a former member of Congress, but now you're doing very important work by supporting law enforcement. I want to point our attention to the dousing of New York Police Department cops with water by these street garbage the other day. One of the most shocking stories I've ever seen. They busted three men today. One of them is a reputed Crips gang member who was on probation. He was caught on the video water dousing of cops in in New York City. What do you think about the sad state of law enforcement in liberal cities like New York because of the hands-off policies?
5: It's, uh, it's, it's spreading. We, feel, we saw it just recently uh, in Portland, Oregon, where the police just sort of stood back uh, when uh, Andy Ngo, uh a conservative journalist, uh, was beaten up uh, and injured very badly. We've seen it in Berkeley a couple of years ago. We saw it in Charlottesville. Now we've seen it in New York. It's this notion uh, that was generated in large measure by the Clinton, I'm sorry, the, uh, the Obama Department of Justice going after police departments charging them with racial bias and racial profiling, taking them to court, and then uh, then mandating through court orders that they, uh, that they behave a certain way, and it's causing police to stand back, and it's emboldening people like we see in New York and these Antifa gangs to go after police because they feel, hey, the police aren't going to fight back.
3: It is Obama who started this horrible, horrible attack on the police, but it doesn't do us any good to just say Obama did it. You take San Francisco. There were reported reported forty thousand break-ins of cars last year. Windows smashed. Why? Because only one percent of them are ever prosecuted by the left-wing judges in this city. When is this going to end? How does it end? Can it end, Congressman Barr? It's it's
5: it's hard, but yes, it can end. The first thing we have to do is to ensure that uh, the Trump gets re-elected. You know, I think. Need- if we can get him in there for another term, and if we can get the Department of Justice, I, I like what Jeff Sessions had started. He had said these mandates, these court orders that uh, cause police to hold back, uh, that we're going to reevaluate those. And I hope the Department of Justice, under my namesake Bill Barr, does that. But yes, there is something that can be done, and it starts with the Trump, uh, with the President Trump, and the Department of Justice supporting police, not going after the police.
3: Are you related to the attorney general? No, we, we did
5: work together uh, years ago uh, when we were both in law school. Uh, he was at uh, GW George Washington, I was at Georgetown, and we both worked together in the very same office at the CIA. As a matter of fact, so I've known him. I've worked with him in, in the past. Uh, we were hey, wait.
3: Did him. you say you worked at the CIA
5: with him? We did back. At this was back in the uh, in the late seventies.
3: Oh, that's going to set off uh, the conspiracy theorists. That uh, you, anytime you say CIA, they go, that's like, that's like saying extra, extraterrestrials to the average listener. You know that.
5: Oh, yeah. I've been hearing it
8: for years.
3: <laughs> so let's go back to the police. Here in San Francisco, we've got some of the best police in the country who cannot do their jobs. As a result, you've got these gang members. They patrol the streets with bicyclists who then tip off car, cars, loads of them. They break car windows with impunity. Uh, Gavin Newsom is showing no signs of changing this. How can it be changed in a state like California, which is a one-party system with no newspapers? How does that happen? How can we How can we turn this around?
5: It's It's difficult uh, because uh, the left has become very adept now at judge shopping, and they'll they if, the, uh, if the Department of Justice tries to withhold funds, for example, uh, the left will uh, judge shop. They'll find a liberal judge, which is not hard on the on the left coast, of course. Uh, to try and stop it. But I think the Department of Justice under President, uh, under President Trump, they need to pull the funding from these, uh, from these municipalities. They need to pull the funding from these police agencies uh, and sheriffs. Uh, and sooner, they will co- start getting the message because they, they, they you'll hit them in the pocketbook.
3: Well, when enough liberals in San Francisco have had their car windows broken enough times, even they may finally say, as enough is enough, and start to demand something out of the governor. I don't think it's going to happen for a long time because nobody seems to care. They're willing to sacrifice their own safety for their politics.
5: They, they, they are, and that's what's truly amazing about it, that they really don't care that people get hurt because... In a way, I suppose it fits their liberal agenda. Well, if people that are in these fancy houses get hurt, that's OK, because, you know, they're rich and they can afford it. Uh, but when they start getting uh, getting murdered, when they start getting injured like they did to Andy no, by the Antifa gangs up in Portland, then it will start. Uh, we will start to see the liberals take notice. But that's what it's going to take.
3: But when you see cops in New York City being doused openly with buckets of water by these gangbangers, And the cops would normally have cracked their heads open with a nightstick or, if necessary, shot them. The cops walked away soaked with water. Their guns were wet. And people were just laughing at them. The next step, of course, is raping women openly in the street, uh, punching people in the face, killing them. This is the end of America unless it is stopped. And thank God today in New York City there are still hard cops who arrested three of these gangbangers for what they did to the police. I do not see such a trend in any other city in this country. The cops are hiding because they're afraid of going to jail themselves for doing their jobs. It's a horrible situation, Congressman Barr, and I don't know that this is going to turn around because there's not a Republican Party or a conservative on the horizon in states like New York or California, for example, that can or would change the climate for the police.
5: It it is particularly bad in places like California and New York. In New York, the Attorney General of New York, which should be ta- which she should be taking steps to protect lives and property, the most uh, important thing on her agenda is to go after the NRA.
3: Yeah, and to go after Donald Trump. We're speaking with uh, Congressman Bob Barr, great congressman, now represents uh, police uh, with the organization that he represents called the uh, Law Enforcement Education Foundation, LEEF. Uh, he's a great guy, Congressman Bar 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 Barbara Thanks for being with us on the Savage Nation.
5: Always a pleasure. Look forward to it again.
3: Thank. See that we can still get uh, good guests on the show. And he he passed the litmus test. He said Trump needs to be re- elected a second term. So I guess that satisfies all of the MAGAites who listen to the show, and they must feel better now, not seeing that I'm daring to ask any questions about. Uh, unanswerable questions like, Donald Trump, why did you sign a $3.7 trillion budget, or why are you going to sign it? Or Donald Trump, where is that wall? Or uh, Donald Trump, read my lips, no new immigrants. They understand that you can ask questions and still support the president. But if you want to discuss what went on today, uh, you can by calling 855 on another day because we're sold out. By the way, what did you think about the Mueller testimony today? You know what's interesting to me is that in the first hour of the show, I had no callers. No matter what I did, I gave you the most genius opening on this you could imagine—the the Russian, uh, the Soviet national anthem. I talked about Caligula and the horse. No one called. All of a sudden, an hour two, here comes the stampede of callers. How did that happen? But thank God there are people who hear the other elements of the show, not just the political, such as Susan in California on line four. Thank you, Susan. What's on your mind?
7: I just want to thank you. Um, I listened to the Native American, which I am, and agree with everything he had to say. And mm-hmm. I just lost my... I'm just so happy to talk to you. I, I was waiting for a while. Anyway... Um,
3: the, that's it? The, the that's
7: Mueller, the- my, my, my husband leaves...
3: Right, I'm sorry you're breaking up. Jim, you'll have to do a better job of getting the callers ready. She meant to say something and she got she got a little nervous. I think that's what happened. Please don't be embarrassed if that happens to you. I remember when I was not on radio, I used to listen to uh, um, a communist station that should have been put out of business a long time ago. Uh it's it's uh, it's its transmitter should be broken, broken off by the federal government. It's called KPFA in Berkeley. One of the most vile anti-American signals in the entire world. Why Donald Trump? And by the way, I am just finished that thought. Um, I would call it from time to time, and it was intimidating to be a caller to a radio show. Don't think I'm not sensitive to that. It's one thing to be a a talker. It's another thing to be a caller. Two different things. So I understand that not everyone is skilled at calling a radio show, and I, I sympathize with that. But I don't know why Donald Trump has not terminated National Public Radio. It's an anti-Trump, anti-American, anti-military, anti-police, anti-family, anti-church, around-the-clock, left-wing propaganda uh, outlets across America. Why doesn't he cut off all federal funding? I would have thought that Donald Trump, for all of his forcefulness, would have done so by now. But again, there's another area. Why has nothing been done? He has all this power and he doesn't use it. That's my problem with Donald Trump right now. It seems to me that the swamp has slowly engulfed three-quarters of his being. I'll be back on The Savage Nation. Savage. All right, I have to play one more soundbite. You're not going to hear from, this, from me on this tomorrow. The others, you'll hear it for at least through Friday night. Uh, maybe for the next three years. They have material now for three years uh, after we heard it. For two years, you're going to hear it for three more. But here's Gomert, who did a great job in destroying Mueller today in clip number eight. Tell me what you think of it.
8: You also note in the report that an element of any of those obstructions you referenced requires a corrupt state of mind, correct? Corrupt intent, correct. Right. And if somebody knows they did not conspire with anybody from Russia to affect the election. And they see the big justice department with people that hate that person coming after them. And then a special counsel appointed who hires dozen or more people that hate that person. And he knows he's innocent. He's not corruptly acting in order to see that justice is done. What he's doing is not obstructing justice. He is pursuing justice. And the fact that you Gentlemen's ran it out it. two years means Gentlemen's you time. perpetuated injustice.
3: I, yeah, so the ticket fixer gaveled down that piece of... You know, that, that creature from the swamps of Brooklyn is the one who should be held accountable for what he just did to this country. And that would be this, this creature, Nadler... I've always detested them because I ran away from New York to get away from the Nadlers of New York. They're here in California. There's plenty of them practicing tort law. There's plenty of them who chase uh, doctors out of business. There's plenty of them who break businesses as class action lawyers. They're the Nadler type. They produce nothing. They contribute nothing to society. They are worse than vultures who pick on the carcasses of the dead. They are those who create the dead and then pick at the carcasses. That's the type of lawyer Nadler has always been. And take a look at a man like this, where he has come in this country because of the low state, uh, not only of the Democrat Party, but of the news media itself. It's Nadler who should now be investigated because as the Romans wrote, who will watch the watchers? Do you actually trust Nadler? Why are we not even talking about how this creature became so powerful and who put him where he is? Why are we no longer asking how Diane Feinstein got away with persecuting that decent man who is now a Supreme Court justice named Kavanaugh? How did Diane Feinstein get away with persecuting him with lies? How is she still sitting on the Senate, uh, I guess, Intelligence Committee? When Trump she... Is, went, oh, Trump's speaking? Okay, I must stop because God is speaking. Let's listen right now. Let's turn it on.
9: A few moments ago to reporters.
3: Where is it? I thought he was speaking.
9: So we had a very good day today. The Republican Your Party.
3: leader. Our
9: country, there was no defense of what Robert Mueller was trying to defend, in all fairness to Robert Mueller, whether his performance was a bad one or a good one. I think everybody understands that. I think everybody understands what's going on. There was no defense to this ridiculous hoax, this witch hunt that's been going on for a long time. Pretty much from the time I came down on the escalator with our first lady, and it's a disgrace what happened. But I think today proved a lot to everybody. In fact, some of my biggest opponents wrote things today that I wouldn't have believed they would have written, and I appreciate that they did that. This has been a
3: I'm cut it off. Very now. Bad it's thing enough. for
9: our No, 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 not
3: not you, Barack. Let him keep going. He should through, cut cut it off now. It's two enough and for him. A half He made his point. Our he sounds. He sounds the good. The
9: administration, our president, me. I hope he doesn't attack. We've done a great now. job. We've got the strongest stock market, the oh, best here we unemployment go now, the numbers, boost job.
3: the booster, the most
9: number of people okay, ever working okay, in the that's history. Oh, that's enough. That's
3: enough. Fine. Great. All good. But please, can't you just cut it off at a certain point? You, you were doing good when you said you, you took the high road. You didn't attack Mueller. You sounded. You said people support you. Who didn't that was enough? And good night and goodbye and fartik. And goodbye. No, on and on now. Here we go into the pump job. Let's listen to it again, where we are. It's
9: a shame. And you know who knew it was a phony cloud more Here than we any, go. anyone Okay, now else he's taking back what he won. Oh, he's letter- taking
3: back what he won. Do you understand that? He won. Take the high road and stay there. But he can't. There he goes, right down the escalator. Into the sewer again. Sorry. Either you want the truth from me, or don't listen to me because I cannot varnish what is real.
1: The Westwood One Podcast Network.